Welcome to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast, isang Bible study podcast by Pinoy's for Pinoy's, hosted by UCM Interface, ang Young Adults Community ng Union Church of Manila. Taglish conversational, expository, or inductive study method. Become experts, most of us are young professionals, but we do try our best to study context and let scripture speak for itself. Saming book studies and special topics, yung goal namin is to provide you with materials to help you live, work, speak, and serve as a follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us at kung trip yung tong ginagawa namin, please subscribe, share with your friends and family, and please rate and review the podcast as it helps others discover this program. Hello everyone, my name is Gucci, isa akong commercial voice artist. Ako naman si Rainier, ang director ng Young Adult Ministry sa Union Church of Manila. Uh, ako naman si Gunnar, and I work for an IT company in Ortigas. Okay, hello everybody. Let's get down to business. This is our fourth I Am Saying Ni Jesus Sa John, which is the I Am The Good Shepherd Sa John 10, 11 to 21. Probably one of the most familiar I Am Sayings Ni Jesus, ano? It's also directly connected sa last I Am Saying na yung I Am The Gate for the right. Sheep sa verses uh, mm-hmm. 1 to 10, which was our last episode. So That's correct. for our listeners, it would be best if you get to listen to yung previous episode before you jump into this kasi maraming mga themes to na parang magkakapareho na nga yung conversation kasi it's just one scene yes, lang to eh. Right. And as we mentioned also, this is just a continuation of chapter 9. Oh, oh. Continuation pa to. Hindi pa tapos. Hindi pa tapos. Okay. So, before we go through our discussion, let's go through our reading. 3 to 1. And John 10, 11 to 21. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. (laughs) I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Man, man. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, recap lang ng a few points from our last episode yung the gate for the sheep. Na discuss natin yung gate na to is hindi siya parang pinto, de ba? Right. It's not a physical door. It's the shepherd mm-hmm. mismo. That's correct. So he guards the opening of the sheep pen. Yeah. 
he authenticates everyone who desires to enter. Anyone who right. wants to have access to the sheep. Uh, yung siya yung nag-identify sino yung mga katim niya. Mm. That's correct. But also, there is a very obvious intimacy of the shepherd with his flock. Kasi alam nila yung boses nung kanilang shepherd and they will not just follow anyone mm. kung hindi nila mabobosesan yun. Ganun ka intimate sila nung shepherd. Meron din characters na magdanakaw. Mm. Yeah. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Very familiar line yun. Mm-hmm. And then from there, dun ngayon papasok yung sasabihin na ni Jesus yung kanyang identity na naman dito. Ang sabi niya, I am the good shepherd. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wala mm-hmm. namang sinabi dun sa previous na I am the good shepherd. Ang ginamit niyang imagery dito ay yung door. But this time he said, I am the good shepherd. Precisely because there exists bad <laughs> shepherds. <laughs> oh, diba? oh, oh, oh. kasing bad shepherds. And Jesus wants to distinguish the bad shepherds from the good shepherd. At siya yun. That's right. That's okay? right. Na, na-describe na natin kung sino ito mga bad shepherds na to. Religious leaders. Yung mga Pharisees. Right. The teachers of the law. And in fact, the whole Sanhedrin, the elders, the chief priests. They are supposed to be the caretakers of Israel, the people of God. Pero ang nangyari, sila pa yun ang aabuso. Mm. They would use their power to exploit, abuse, manipulate, dominate the people of God for their own interests. I remember yung verse na yung you devour, devour. with those houses. Yeah. Sila oh. na nga dapat yung nagtuturo tungkol sa Panginoon and then sila pa yung right, nanakaw. Right, right. So the first thing that we have to realize here, meron kasi talagang bad shepherds and Jesus is the good shepherd. Kaya lang, minsan itong ating portrait ng good shepherd overly sentimentalized. Medyo romanticized yung tingin natin dun sa shepherd. Tom postcard oh, mga postcard na, na hallmark kind of may hallmark pa ba? <laughs> <laughs> Meron pa naman Meron pa ba? Okay, okay. Pero di ba yun yung mga the hallmark portrayal of Jesus as the good shepherd ang linis nung damit bagong plancha yung buhok parang bagong shampoo nakakonditioner pa alam mo yung ganong kalinis mm-hmm. very kind harmless tapos may bit-bit siyang lamb oh, usually ganun eh may bit-bit na tupa. Yeah. Oh. Pero, hindi ganun. Kasi napaka-dangerous, napaka-risky, napaka-bigat ng trabaho ng isang shepherd. And his job is not glamorous at all. Unlike the usual portraits that we see or attempting to describe what a good shepherd looks like. Kailangan malinaw yan sa atin. When we say good shepherd, tanggalin natin yung ating overly sentimentalized or romanticized portraits of the good shepherd. Naalala ko lang din yung, kasi diba si David was a shepherd. Yeah. Alam ko, inattack ng bear or something. But, uh, yeah, tama ba? Or lion, um, I think. Bear and lion. So parang yung real danger na talagang hindi to chillax lang na baka mapatay ka dito sa trabaho na to. Exactly. And then number two, may paulit-ulit kasi ditong phrase eh, na sinasabi si Jesus. And this is what the good shepherd does. In verse 11, sabi niya, he lays down his life for the sheep. Mm, now this right. is repeated in verse 15. I lay down my 
life for the sheep. And then again in verse 17, I lay down my life. Also in verse 18, he said it twice. I lay it down of my own accord. And then he says, I have authority to lay it down. Hmm. That's about five times he said, I lay it down. Therefore, if something is repeated, ano ibig sabihin? You should really take note of it. You have to take note of it. And also in this passage, it means that this is what we need to give emphasis to. Ito yung bibigyan natin ng pansin. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So, tuloy na natin to. This is what he said right away in verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then he will provide for us a contrast between the good shepherd and the bad ones. Mm-mm. So, ngayon, paano niya describe itong mga bad shepherds, also known as the hired hands or hirelings? Ano ba yung hirelings or hired hands? Yung temporary labor lang yan. Kung short-handed, you hire these people, kahit na hindi sila gano'ng experienced, wala sila gano'ng investment or connection do sa ginagawa mo, just need an extra pair of hands. Tsaka, andun lang sila for the money. Right. So, hindi dahil sila may-ari, may-ari, it just adds, parang ano lang to, additional help lang. Ito yung magkakaroon niya ng comparison. Sabi niya, the hired hand is not the shepherd. Kasi yung shepherd ang merong pag-aari. If you're a hired hand, you are not the shepherd because you don't own the sheep. That's right. Then he will explain it further. Dahil nga, arkilado lang to mga to, he will then describe the behavior. When trouble comes, ano mangyayari? Sa verse 12. Sabi, uh, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. So, pinabayaan niya yung sheep kapag uh, the first sign of danger. Kasi, Kasi bayaran lang sila. Kasi bayaran ka lang. Hindi man kanila yung ship eh. And therefore, ang priority niya ay... Yung buhay niya at safety niya. Okay. Okay. Alright? So, importante to. Kailangan makita agad natin na as verse 13 says, He runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Wala siyang commitment. Wala siyang yeah. devotion. Wala rin naman siyang investment dito sa mga sheep na to. Ano lang ang purpose niya dun? Kumita. Kumita lang. Pagka okay. dumating na yung danger at na-endanger na yung life niya, abala na kayo. Takbo na to. Exactly. Kasi, Ano lang yun eh. He's just a typical human being. You are driven by your impulse for self-preservation, self-protection. Alam nga namang isa lang ko yung buhay ko para dyan sa mga yan. Eh, inarkila lang naman ako. Unlike the true owner of the flock, unlike the true shepherd, the true shepherd shows commitment. He shows passion. He shows dedication in caring for the sheep. Walang ganong expectation sa isang hired hand. Mm, yung mga inaakila lang. Right. Why do you think does Jesus say this? Ano ulit yung dapat nating tandaan? Ano nga ba yung background nito? Well, di ba pinapatama din niya talaga yung dun sa mga religious leaders, yung Pharisees, who are really just there for their own benefit. They're bossing the people around and dun lang sila para kumita. Exactly. Kaya nga, nung, if you recall, when Jesus entered the temple, naalala niyo yung kanyang table flip. Uh-huh. Nagalit siya, di ba, sa loob ng temple. Meron siyang mahalagang sinabi dyan eh. He quoted Isaiah and also Jeremiah. Dun sa Isaiah, sinabi niya kasi, For my father's house is a house of prayer. 
for all nations. Precisely, he, he quoted that because the temple courts or the court of Gentiles was blocked and then they moved the marketplace, which was originally located somewhere outside the city by the Mount of Olives. Nilipat nila doon. So, nawalan ngayon ng access yung Gentiles, di ba? Oo, uh, may spot dapat for the Gentiles to worship God, yeah. Pero, itong Sanhedrin, they deprived the Gentiles of that place that God designated for them. Maganda yan dahil meron yang relevance mamaya. Ito pa, he quoted also Jeremiah, ang sabi niya, But you have made it into a den of thieves. Den of thieves or den of robbers. Kinonvert ninyo ito into a den of thieves. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Aba, you made it into a safe place for plunderers. You made it into a safe place, not for worshippers, but for people who exploit. Mm. For people who steal. Such as, for the Gentiles, ito yung lugar nila Ninakaw nyo. Tinanggalan na nila ng karapatan yung Gentiles. Kasi kung titingnan mo yung mga archaeological discoveries, meron dyan mga tablets, may mga stones. Nakamark doon na parang warning the Gentiles, do not enter. Dahil pag pumasok kayo, mamamatay kayo. Yun ang oh, nakalagay wow. doon. Tinanggalan na ng karapatan. Magnanakaw sila. But they're also robbing the people of God. Marami silang ninanakaw sa taong bayan. So itong temple, naging ano na talaga siya? Seat of corruption, seat of injustice, when it's supposed to be the place where you encounter God. Ang layo mm. na, no? Kaya itong mga to, ang interest lang nila iniisip nila. Pinatatamaan talaga ni Jesus dito, yun na nga. Itong Sanhedrin, chief priests, elders, teachers of the law, the Pharisees, the religious leaders. Eh, yun ang pinatatamaan kasi kayo madadamot kayo, eh. Mm. Meron pa akong papakita sa inyo na na-prove naman talaga na self-interest ang mahalaga lang sa kanila. Turn to Mark chapter 15. Na ang nakabasa pa nitong self-interest na to ng Sanhedrin ay mismong isang Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> Isang gentle lang nakabuko na ay, kayaan nyo lang ginagawa yan. It's because of your self-interest. Tingnan natin to, ha. Mark chapter 15, verses 9 and 10. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. Si Pilato na to. Ah. Oh, si Pilato na to. <laughs> Basa na niya. Basang-basa ni Pilato. <laughs> na it's only out of self-interest that the chief priests have delivered Jesus to him. Okay. ESV said envy. Mm. Tama rin naman yung translation kasi nung NIV that it's out of self-interest. So pareho yan. Envy or self-interest. Pwede siya. Kasi nga Jesus to them represents a threat. He is a moral threat to the Sanhedrin who only want to hold their positions of power. Ah, oh, gusto nila maghari-harian. Ayaw nila yung hari. Oh. <laughs> eh, kung si Jesus kinokondem na yung temple, mawawalan silang negosyo pag tinanggal mo yung building na yun. Kaya ganun na lang yung galit ng mga to kay Jesus. So, Jesus here is confronting these wicked religious leaders na madadamot. Self-interest lang ang pinopromote. Yep. Now, let's move on. Eto, inulit na naman ni Jesus yung claim niya kung sino siya. I am the good shepherd. Ayan na naman. Therefore, kayong masasama. <laughs> Kayo kasi ang masasamang shepherds. And then he said, I know my sheep and my sheep 
know me. What therefore exists between them? My relationship. There is a relationship. And it's probably also related to the few verses before about my sheep know my voice. Mm. Uh-huh. My sheep hear me. Ang ganda, di ba? There is a shared intimacy with his flock, his own people. Tapos, nakakatawa dito, bigla siyang nag-shift. He slipped out of the parable kasi bigla niyang inexplain yung intimacy na to kung saan nakabase. O ano yung model nitong intimacy na to? Ano daw yung model ng intimacy? Uh, I'll read. Uh, this is uh, verse 15. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Ah, what kind of intimacy is that? Hindi ba yun yung ultimate intimacy na? Kasi suppose the Father and I are one, di ba? Yan right. sabi ni Jesus. Yeah. Or the Father and the Son are one. Yung relationship nila is like the relationship we'd have with yourself. So I don't know if there's anything more intimate than that. <laughs> exactly. If the model for this intimacy is the intimacy of Jesus with the Father. Wow. Kasi yun ang basihan ng intimacy din ni Jesus with His people. Mm. Okay? With those that belong to Him. Mm. Kaya nga, alam mo tong, I am the good shepherd, dito pa lang, may kita mo na that Jesus exactly is the embodiment of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. At dinescribe naman talaga sa Psalm 23 everything about the sacrifice, the commitment, the devotion of the shepherd to his sheep. All right. That's right. So, interesting kasi ito na naman eh. I lay down my life for the sheep. That's the theme. Ihuli na natin kasi paulit-ulit siya eh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, ihuli na natin siya. So, mahalaga lang dito, emphasize muna natin na, ah, this is a great benefit of belonging to the Good Shepherd. This is the benefit of belonging to His flock. There is intimacy. And what does that mean? The shepherd having intimacy with his sheep, his people. Especially in light of the fact that these people have been under the authority of hired, hired hands. Oh, yung pinanggalingan kasi from verse twelve is that. Eto yung mga ginagawa nitong mga hired nato na ang pakailam nang nila sarili nila. Pero iba ko. I am the good shepherd. You can be assured that alagaan ko kayo, even if it costs me my life. Right, right. Which is the theme. Yeah. Paulit ulit. Ako naman ang naisip ko dyan, no? I mean, at the very least, yung intimacy na yun, at least it's a com comfort for the sheep kasi sabihin nun nakikita sila ni God alam ni God kung anong pinagdadaanan nila ah. at hindi sila nakakalimutan ni God even if things may not be okay at this time right. kumbaga si God alam niya lahat yung nangyayari and because he's intimate with us he knows exactly what we're going through what we feel sympathetic siya with uh, our experiences mm. yun at the minimum that's what the intimacy signifies naalala ko yung may isang verse yung sa Isaiah 49.15 can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget. But. But. I will not forget you. As crazy as that sounds, na makalimutan ng isang babae ang isang anak niya. Right. Ako, hindi kita kakalimutan. Hindi kita malilimutan. Ganon. Mas oh, less wow. probable pa yun. <laughs> yung ba yung basis ng kantang yun? <laughs> Oo. Yeah, yun ang inspiration. Malilimutan ba <laughs> na 
young enough. <laughs> you know, I read somewhere, I think this is from N.T. Wright. I'm not quoting him verbatim. But he said something like, you know, sometimes we think that Jesus is a different kind of human being. But that's not true. What we see in the Bible is that we have a different kind of God. Yeah. And we see that in Jesus. So, napakaganda nitong intimacy na describe dito. This is the kind of God that we have. He is not remote. He is not distant. He is not detached from us. He's involved. Kaya nga name niya Emmanuel, di ba? Oh, God yes. with us. Uh-huh. Tulid natin, ano? Sinabi na naman ni Jesus dito, and I lay down my life. But that has something to do with the intimacy that he shares with his flock. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he is willing to lay down his life. That's right? right. We're not strangers to him. This talks about love, although the word love isn't there. We know that it exists in this relationship. Itong concept na to, even if they don't know anything about Jesus, yung idea of self-sacrifice is, I think, such a universal thing. Uh, ito, uh, uh, even uh, in popular uh, uh. media. Ito yung primary trait, I think, ah, as to whether a character is good or evil. Uh-huh. Kung ibibigay nila yung buhay nila para sa iba. Kasi for example, sa Avengers, meron yan. Sa Harry Potter, uh-huh. meron yan. Sa Lord of the Rings, meron uh-huh. yan. Sa Batman, sa Terminator, sa, sa Ghost Fighter pa nga, meron yan. <laughs> if this character will give their life for uh-huh. others selflessly, uh-huh. malamang good guy yan or being redeemed na character. Parang ganun. So it's such a innate trait of what somebody who is good should do. Mm-hmm. For example, kasi nasunog yung bahay. And then yung tatay, tumakbo siya by himself. Yung mga anak niya, iniwan niya sa loob. Yung bala na kayo sa buhay niya. Yeah. Parang, you're supposed to save your children in the fire even if it costs you your life. Yung expectation na this is what you're supposed to do. This is who you right, are. Right. At kung hindi mo ginawa yan, masama ka. May kita mo nga yan dun sa recent news tungkol dun sa mass shooting sa US ng mga bata, these 10-year-old kids. Yeah, um, grabe you're, you're, you're yeah. talking about laying down your life. Ginawa yan ng teachers na namatay. They shielded the kids. Kaya sila namatay. Uh-huh. You, know, oh. and, and you can imagine wala naman silang hindi nila kadugo yung mga bata hindi oh. pero may relationship sila dun sa mga kids eh. they knew the kids in, in because they way. value ito nga eh kung yun nagagawa ng isang tao sa kapwa niya tapos gagawin ng Diyos yeah I was about to say yun yung difference sa sinasabi ni Jesus versus what we universally understood sacrifice kasi other religions other philosophies would entail man or a person to sacrifice for others or to sacrifice themselves to their gods or is a sacrifice mo ibang tao dun sa Diyos mo that's mm-hmm. how pagans mm-hmm. work pero this time around the son of god who is for all intents and purposes the same as god is the one who will lay down his life for his creation for his creatures oh, it reminds me of Romans chapter 5 but god demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us you know mm-hmm. explore pa natin yung laying down your life. But maganda na nakita natin na it's because of his love, there's this intimacy with his creatures, with his flock, with his people. Oh, he's just so willing to give up his life for them. Mm. Tuloy natin, ha? Tuloy pa natin. So, 16. Oh, 
ang sabi niya, Verse 16, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Oh, interesting. Meron daw sheep na hindi kasama dito sa sheep pen na ito. Pero kailangan ko rin silang tawagin. That's curious. Ano kaya itong sinasabi niya dito? Hindi lang Jews. Hindi lang yung audience niya. Hmm. Ah. Kasi nga, alam natin yung memorize na natin ang John 3.16. Ano ba yung scope? Where God so loved the world. The, the world. world. Diba? Hindi naman limited sa isang ethnic group lang. But also, in the other Gospels, like it's so clear, like even in Matthew 28, to 20 ang tawag natin dyan, Great Commission, sino-sino ang dapat pang makarinig sa kwento tungkol kay Jesus? Buong mundo. Buong mundo. To the ends of the earth nga. Eh, diba? All nations. And also, balikan natin si John because in his other book, the book of Revelation, main vision siyang nakita. Revelation 7, 9 to 10. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Wow. Every nation. So, yung scope ng ministry ni Jesus, although It looks like it's just uh, focused on Israel. Hindi totoo yun. Why? Guch, could you please read Psalm 82 verse 8? There are actually so many other references, but let's just read that. Arise, O God, judge of the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. Inheritance na kasi yun eh. Kanya yun eh. Mm-hmm. And it's time to reclaim God's inheritance. So Jesus came not just for the Jews, but it's to reclaim the nations because the nations belong to the Father. Yan ang iaalay sa Ama. At kasama lahat tayo doon sa gawain yun. And this is shocking. Bakit kaya medyo radical pakinggan itong message na to? Well, considering na sinipa na nga ng <laughs> religious leaders yung Gentiles from Uh-oh. the temple. And then ito, sinasabi ni Jesus na the Gentiles are part of it. Mm. You have rejected them, but I have not. Kukunin ko rin sila. Pero tingnan mo ha, tingnan mo itong sinabi niya, They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Anong kahalagahan ng statement na to? Sinasabi ni Jesus, intimate din siya dun eh. Dun uh-huh. sa other group of people na yon. And for all intents and purposes, walang kaibahan. Kasi I know my sheep and they know me. Tapos yung sinasabi niya dito sa mga other group na to, they also know me and I know them. And there will be one flock. So wala na talagang <laughs> distinction. Kasi alam mo, sa mata ng isang hudyo, ang mundo dalawang grupo lang. Jews and Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Ganun kasimple sila. Very binary. It's either you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. Gentile. If you're a Jew, well, Chosen. you belong Ayan. to God's people. If you're a Gentile, oh, wala kang kwenta. Clean and unclean uh. lang naman ang bundo nila eh. Pero hindi, ang ganda nitong message ni Jesus. So here, nag-hint na siya. Mas malawak pa ang scope ng ministry ng shepherd. The good shepherd will include the uninvited, the unlovable. The good shepherd will include people that you have considered to be unclean, the undeserving, the rejected. The people that you consider your enemies. Yeah. Implicitly, ang sinasabi ni Jesus dito, whatever your standards are, 
they're not the same as my standards. I'm using a different mm-hmm. set of standards here. Kwano man yung criteria na ginagamit niyo to exclude them or to think that they're inferior, they're not part of uh, or not deserving of me or my salvation. Remove all those. Take it away from your mind. They're right, not relevant right. to me. Oh, wala akong pakialam doon. <laughs> Dahil nga ang kino-compare niya dito yung sarili niya being the good shepherd and the bad shepherds because mm. the bad shepherds have set their own standards. They're claiming moral prerogative. Kaya pala galit na galit sila uh, ano yung mga Pharisees sa kay, kay Jesus eh. Oo. Oh, oh. <laughs> taliwas na taliwas sa ginagawa nila tsaka sa paninindigan nila dun sa yung sinasabi ni Jesus. Right. Kabaliktaran. Mm. Ngayon, tuloy pa natin. Ano? So verse 17, pakibasa na lang, Gutsch. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Wait, i-clarify natin to. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life. So may condition pala yung love ng Father. Ganun ba yun? Is it contingent upon Christ's loving His sheep? And I said, the reason why the Father values the Son is because the Son is like this, is someone who is willing. Ito na yung character niya. Oh, yun yung character niya. Parang ito na yung character niya, hindi to condition. Hindi necessarily because of the act itself. Tami sinabi ni Gucci, yung character niya. Right. Kasi sa Gospel of John, mahalaga na ma-establish muna natin that the Father has loved the Son from the creation of the world. And there's so many references. Mm-hmm. But to establish that that the Father has loved the Son from the very beginning. Let's read John 17, 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, before the world was created, that love has already existed. Dahil established na yun, ano ngayon ito? Ano nga ba? <laughs> So it's like, um, ito na yung katotohanan ng character mm-hmm. na Jesus Christ long before the foundation of the world. Ito na yung character niya. And now, in this time of history, mm-hmm. lumalabas na siya in action. Ah, so it now finds fulfillment. Parang ganun. The Father's love for the Son, that exists before the creation of the world. And it is a self-sacrificial type of love. It's a self-sacrificial kind of love. That love finds its fulfillment in God's heart as Jesus gives himself for his sheep. Mm-hmm. Yun yung expression na. Okay? So, ito na naman. Kasi sabi niya, I lay down my life only to take it up again. Tulipan natin sa verse 18 kasi magkakadugtong yan. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Now, verse 17, I lay down my life. Sinong gumawa? Jesus. Jesus. Meron bang pumilit sa kanya? Voluntary. It's voluntary. Mm. Siya mismo ang gumawa nito. And then? That I may take it up again. Oh. Meron din siyang authority to take it back. What was he here referencing? Resurrection. His death and his resurrection. Mm-mm. Bakit kaya biglang pumasok ito doon? Balikan natin yung context nito. Kasi sabi ni Jesus, siya yung good shepherd. E paulit-ulit na niyang sinasabi, handa akong ibigay ang buhay ko. But then he said, I lay down my life only to take it up again. Why does he have to say that? Maganda na rin naman yung I lay down my life period. Naisip ko, ano, hindi ba yan yung in-emphasize niya yung sovereignty niya over everything that happens to him and most especially yun sa kanyang sariling buhay. 
buy. So, yung authority ko does not just end with just giving it. I am powerful enough to take it back again. Naisip ko din, this is another one of those differentiating factors sa sinasabi ni Jesus versus all other messiahs or supposed saviors who came before and after him. Kasi when when someone sacrifices his life, kahit doon sa mga stories, yun na yun eh, yun na yung end. Ah. But Jesus is saying, no, actually, from my death up to when I take it back, it's all me. Uh-oh. It's by my power. Right. And itong shepherd na to, itong good shepherd na to, malakas to. Ah. Hindi mo papatay to. Kasi pag namatay ka lang, inalay mo yung buhay mo, namatay ka, period. Bayani ka. Bayani Patatayo ka. ang ka na lang na monumento. So people will be inspired by your story. Pero hindi natapos pala dun. Uh-huh. Yes, he will die, but he will rise again. Mahalaga yan kasi nga, sino ba kasi yung talagang kalaban ni Jesus? Sino yung enemy niya that he wanted to defeat? Sin. Sin. Oo. The enemy is sin and it's still which is death. So, this gives hope to the sheep. Kasi, imagine mo na naman kung yung sheep may shepherd, babait nga yung shepherd, pero... Namatay. Wala naman kapangyarihan. <laughs> <laughs> o di... <laughs> Kawawa din yung sheep, di ba? Pag dumating oh. yung malalakas ng wolves. Pero kung yung shepherd is loving enough to give his life, but strong enough to take it up again and defeat his right. enemies. Yeah. <laughs> okay tong shepherd na to. Malakas to. Yeah, maganda sana kung pag-usapan pa yung resurrection. But of course, that will be another episode. Kasi napaka-lalim, napaka-yaman ng implications ng resurrection mm. ni Jesus. But here, he's already hinting, hindi ako basta-basta mamamatay lang mabubuhay ako ulit. And... Ako mismo, ako mismo ang may authority nito. So, he continues now in um, verse 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. So, as we discussed, this charge I have received from my father. He just expanded it, meaning, one, his sacrifice was voluntary. Yeah. No one takes his life from him, but he lays it down. And as far as the control... It lies not with other people. Oh, I have authority. Shalang. Of course, we don't have time to talk about the death of Jesus and his suffering. Pero kasi sa punto ng passion ni Jesus, he seemed to be very passive. Na ang active na characters, yung Sanhedrin, si Judas, si Caiaphas, si si Pilate. So sila yung active eh. Ito nga yung I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. May specific siyang sinabi kay Pilate sa John 19. So sa dulo na to. So Pilate said to him, you will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Oh, diba? Parang masakin ang nasa kamay ko ang buhay mo. Tapos sabi ni Jesus sa kanya, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. So all these events, all these things that happened you know, during his passion, hindi ibig sabihin na dahil mukhang passive si Jesus, wala siyang control. Kasi maliwanag na siya pa rin ang may control ng events na yun. And that's really mind-boggling, right? So dito, he is claiming that authority. This is all because it's from the Father. This command I received hmm. from my Father. He is a faithful son. This is God's will and I will obey my Father. Okay, sanabi natin paulit-ulit to eh. I lay down my life. I lay it down of my own accord. I lay it down. Paulit-ulit ng sinasabi. Tignan natin muna bakit kaya mahalaga ito. First of all, dun sa kanyang disciples. 
Siyempre, ang audience dito malawak-lawak eh, no? But the disciples were there also listening. Eh, kasi di ba meron pa rin silang idea that Jesus is a political uh-huh. ruler or political leader. Uh-huh. So, okay. ibig sabihin, uh-huh. by na-expect nila as a political leader, the story will end with him on top, on the throne. Defeating Rome. Defeating Rome or wherever the enemy is. Yeah. So, Jesus is already countermanding uh, that narrative and telling them, no, don't be surprised if I, you know, end up dead. <laughs> if I die because it's all part of my plan and that's what actually I intend to do. Hindi yun parang it will happen to me, hindi ko na ma-prevent. No. Ang sinasabi ni Jesus, I intend to give up my life. So it's, I guess it's a way of correcting his disciples at the same time trying to strengthen them in the coming days. <laughs> May magugulat sila kasi tata- alam niya tataob yung mundo nila. Eh. Right. Babalik tayo right. yung mundo nila when he dies. And to add to that, yung, yun yung expectation din nila na pagdating ng Messiah, tatalunin niya yung mga kalaban. Right. Yung ini-imagine nila will be the same way that the other kingdoms of the world will do it. Na it's power and glory and dominance. And Jesus, the king, comes and says, no, 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 no. My kingdom has a different way to do it. And it's going to be through self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Kaya nga merong isang episode nung yung unang nagbanggaan si Jesus at saka si Peter. And this happened when Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say I am? And then they, you know, they reply, oh, you're Elijah, you're so-and-so, ganyan. But when he asked his own disciples and, and Peter said, well, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. Tama naman, that was a correct identity. Kaya lang, ang sagot ni Jesus, that's when he predicted his death. And then he said, well, I'm going to die. And on the third day, the Son of Man will rise again. So that was so confusing, not just to Peter, but also to the disciples. Why? Messiah ka eh, ba't ka mamamatay? Diba? Eh, ang kanilang concept, ang imagination nga nila ay itong isang military conqueror, a military hero. Eh, kaso, sinabi ni Jesus, mamamatay. Ano ka? That's why Peter rebuked uh-huh. Jesus. Isa pang weird na sinabi ni Jesus because he said, well, on the third day he will rise again. Uh, what, what, what story is that? Sabi naman binunot niyang script na yan. Because in Judaism, ang popular belief, resurrection will happen at the end of history. End of time. Not in the middle of history. So lahat ng sinabi ni Jesus sa kanila, mali yan. Hindi yan ang script natin. Mm-hmm. And so that's when Jesus also rebuked Peter and he said, Get the behind me, Satan. <laughs> what he's saying actually is, get the behind me. What he's saying is, get back in line. I'm the one who's in charge here, not you. You're opposing God's will. Okay, so, nagka-clash. Kaya nga, balikan natin to. Anong kahalagahan nito? I will lay it down. Do you remember what happened to Peter later on? Nung itong si Jesus ay hinuli na, nasa bahay na nung high priest, nasaan si Peter? Nasa crowd, nireject niya si Jesus. I don't know this guy. Right, diba dininay niya? Kilala kita, kasama mo yun, diba? Uh-huh. Hindi ako yun, hindi ako yun. Diba, diba? At nung crucifixion, nasaan yung disciples? Tago. Maliban kay John, nagtago. They all fled. I guess because they were expecting na Jesus would be the political mm-hmm. king that they expected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're here, we're in this, na tatalunin mo sila and uh, you'll establish a kingdom. And then nung namatay na, parang, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Labas na kami dito. Labas na kami dito. Hindi kami kasali dito, ha? Hindi ganyan ang gusto namin. Kaya ang mahalaga to, eh. Kasi nga, kanina, may describe tayo, eh. Kaninong behavior yung ganun? Yung when trouble comes, nagtatago? Sa hired hands. <laughs> so the disciples, they all behaved like they were hired hands. They're not behaving like they're true shepherds. Hmm. Pagpunta natin sa John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17, this was the reinstatement of Peter. Anong sinabi ni Jesus? When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Oh man, <laughs> parang matindi na yung implications nito. Diba? <laughs> ikaw na ang shepherd, ha? Ikaw na ngayon. Oh, and Oo. kung ikaw ay magiging good shepherd, tutularan mo rin yung good shepherd na to <laughs> and ibibigay mo rin yung buhay mo. <laughs> Ganun pala siya. Ganun pala siya. Kaya pala paulit-ulit sinasabi ni Jesus, I lay down my life. I lay down my life. Kasi nga, itong disciples na nung simula, at, at para din naman tayo mga disciples, they're all was driven by this impulse for self-preservation. Kaya nga nagtago eh. But that is not how a genuine shepherd behaves. A genuine shepherd, katulad ni Jesus, at dahil tayo, followers ni Jesus, siya ang model natin. We are also expected to lay down our lives. That's right. So those who inhabit Jesus' kingdom are expected to give themselves, to give their lives for the sake of others. Diba? Kaya nga sinabi ni Jesus, eh, paulit-ulit sinasabi niya, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And he also expects his disciples, members of his flock, to live that cross-shaped life. Kaya yung implications talaga when we say na uh, let's be more Christ-like, ang bigat nun. Hindi to let's just be nice. Ano itsura nun sa pera natin? Ano itsura nun sa oras natin? Ano itsura nun sa relationships natin? Are we gonna act like hired hands na andito lang ako pagka prosperity tsaka mga hashtag blessed mga ganun. Pero pagka problema na... Takbo na ako. Right. <laughs> Magpahirapan na. Wala na, ayoko na yan. Di ba? Kaya maganda pala itong sinasabi ni Jesus na to I lay down my life. He's setting the example. Yeah. This is how we are to live our lives. Because Jesus is cross-directed. Palagang dun papunta yung buhay niya eh. Di ba? And so, we, his followers, are also called to deny ourselves and take up our crosses daily. So we live a cross-shaped life. Life. Mabigat to. The demand, no? <laughs> Oo. Kaya tingnan mo, tingnan yung reaction ng mga tao after Jesus said these words in verses 19 up to 21. Parang medyo nagkagulo-gulo yung, yung audience eh. Sabi, the Jews who heard these words were again divided. 
So hindi nila maintindihan talaga. Saan ko ba ilulugar tong si Jesus? No? Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? Extreme. Uh-huh. Again, identifying Jesus as someone who's uh, colluding with the enemy. Can you imagine these are God's very words? Delivering words of eternal life. And this was their response. He's a demon. Yung isang grupo, sabi... Others said these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Nangyayari na yung sinabi ni Jesus, the sheep know me. Exactly. Kakatapos lang niya magkwento. Hindi pa nila nag-gets. Exactly. So that's the point. Yung isa, talagang bingi na. Inamin na nila na hindi kami kasama dun sa flock ni Jesus. Pero merong isang grupo na nakikinig pa. And they have a different conclusion. Mas interesado pang malaman kung sino siya. They didn't say exactly that they're agreeing, but at least they could say that, wait wait a minute, these are not the words of a demon-possessed man. May hope pa tong mga to. They look at the evidence, yung deeds and words, and try to reconcile them together instead of seeing everything through their own preconceptions. Right. Ano ba nangyayari? Versus what I think should happen. Pero kasi kapag set na yung mind mo, kahit pakitaan ka pa ng evidences, kahit pakitaan ka ng facts, even if the truth is presented to you, you will just reject it. Tingnan natin kung ano yung ginawa pa nitong mga religious leaders na to ha. Ito na kasi extreme na eh. Pero dito pa lang kita na natin yung symptom kung bakit nire-reject nila si Jesus. Matthew 28:11 to 15. This is just an example kung gaano na silang ka-hardened. Uh, so this um, nangyari na yung resurrection. And then while they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spreading among the Jews to this day. Hindi man lang nila na parang, uy, parang totoo yata yung sinabi niya, no? Alam mo ganun, talagang kahit kasinungalingan, okay lang. Kasi yung sinasabi ni Gunnar kanina, if you weigh everything carefully, his teachings, his deeds, his life, kung rational kang tao, then you will conclude that this man could not be demon-possessed. Pero lumala na nang lumala kasi itong chief priests, elders, even if you present the truth to them, well, he definitely resurrected from the dead we were witnesses to that roman soldiers pero anong ginawa nila no let's revise the story mm-hmm. let's spread disinformation because that's the tool of the enemy to spread lies wow yun ang delikado when the heart is hardened kahit ano pang data facts evidence ipakita mo wala set ng isip namin at yun, ang nangyari. May good shepherd at may bad shepherds talaga. <laughs> uh, Pero sa akin, sort of related to that. Since na-mention natin si Peter kanina, ang tumatak na verse sa akin is from 1 Peter 5, 1-3. Uh, pa nga, yung title okay. pa nga nung segment na to is Proper Attitude for Shepherds in the Church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising over 
oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So, ito ang type of leadership, headship, di ba? And I think, especially when we talk about leadership, for example, yung parang, uh, oh, yung uh, ato, husband is the head of the household, parang ganun. Pero, it's funny because sometimes, sasabihin natin, husband is head of the household, or ganito, pero yung definition natin ng leadership, kukunin natin sa mundo, at hindi <laughs> from the Bible. Ano yung definition ng head of the household? Anong example ng leader's household? Ah, kunin natin yun outside the Bible, at ipasok natin dun sa concept of leadership in the Bible. Yeah. Parang ganun. Yung, um, ang weird. Very weird. At yung sinabi nga ni Jesus mismo, do not lord it over like the Gentiles mm-hmm. do. Right. Diba? And this is the type of leadership yeah. that I will do, which is, ibibigay ko yung buhay ko. That's a very good point. Kasi sabi niya, don't lord it over. Kasi ganyan ang paraan ng mga Gentiles. Oh, oh. Those are pagans. So the pagan way is to dominate. The pagan way is to exploit. The pagan way is to gaslight. Diba? <laughs> Overpower. <laughs> to bully. To bully. Yeah. And if we we are called to lead, to be shepherds. And I think this applies not just to shepherds in the church, but also to families and... Workplace. Uh, workplace, government. And it's like, ganito rin kaya akong type of leader. Uh-huh. Kung sasabihin uh-huh. kaya ng mga taong sumusunod sa akin na, ganyan si Gucci, oo, na ito ba yung sasabihin ng misis ko? <laughs> and I think yun yung magbibigay ng security sa kanya na, this is why my husband is head of the household because I know that he is the first one who will give his life. Oh, so that's yes. why I can trust him. And we can see that in the extreme na parang, let's say, masunog yung bahay, whatever, or sumalo ng bala. Pero yung tipong, what does that look like in terms of my hobbies? or mm-hmm. my time mm-hmm. or my service mm-hmm. or the way that I treat mm-hmm. my children or the way that I make mm-hmm. decisions for the family. Parang ganun na mm-hmm. mas mahirap siyang isipin na yung araw-araw na daladala mo yung self-death na yun in every little decision. But I think that's what we're called to do. Uh, as a, ako, for mm-hmm. me, as a husband, mm-hmm. father, sa ministry, mm-hmm. bilang sa kaibigan, mm-hmm. bilang trabahador, yeah. do I serve? Very good. Yeah, you have anything to add, Gunnar? No, I think okay na. Sabi na lahat ni Gooch. <laughs> but, but I think this is very beautiful what Jesus said about himself that he is the good shepherd precisely because there are bad ones. And his model as the good shepherd, yun ang dapat nating gawin. Tularan. Bilang followers niya. Because again, you know, lahat tayo, we will have, one way or the other, have shepherding roles. Mm-mm. We're not necessarily pastors in our churches. I am not at UCM. But everyone is leading somebody. Oh, <laughs> you're leading someone. And how do you lead people? By serving them. Yeah, so I guess that ends our fourth I am saying ni Jesus sa John. The I am the good shepherd sa John 10, 11 to 21. And uh, to our listeners, sabi sa isang kanta, Oh, the wonderful cross. Oh, the wonderful cross. Bids me come and die and find that I may truly live. Jesus showed us how it is to truly live, how it is to truly love, how it is to truly lead others. And uh, He set this example by giving His life willingly for us. Kasi Siya yung kakaibang hari who came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. So when we look to Jesus, masasabi natin talaga, Wow, God is good. Kita-kita sa next episode. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. If you want to know more about our ministry, check out the UCM Interface Facebook page or email us at ucminterface at gmail.com. Join us at Union Church of Manila, Rada Corner Legaspi, Makati City. Our Sunday services are also on YouTube. Thanks and God bless.